Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Here we America! Gene Bush lost a ton of weight. He's looking really good. You can barely see him. He's turned to the side. He's looking good today. Honey, I shrunk Gene Bush. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to my butcher. Uh, (laughs) Hey, we've hit the hump day here. Yes. And uh, Tyvis, good to have you in. It's good to be here. Good to see you. The roads out there. Awful. Be careful. If you have to travel, I'm telling you, be very, very careful. Um, And it's not stopping. It's not stopping. It's pouring rain. Now, here's the weird thing. Tomorrow, it's supposed to be 65. <laughs> and then Friday, it's supposed to be 20. He put the camera on him. <laughs> shout out to my butcher. You hit some ice, didn't you? Man, it's it not, it's not nice out there. Gray ice. You, ain't, you don't do glasses no more? There. Yeah. Oh, no. By the way, oh, while we're settling in a little smooth, bit, smooth. I've got a pet peeve i got to talk about. Get it off your chest. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. If I have, I apologize. But it's worth ha- mentioning again because it happened to me again today. If I am driving in a parking lot or wherever, right? and I stop to let you walk across the road, you got to have a little giddy up in your step, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you do. I mean, and even worse. This, Unless you're elderly. What, what's the, yeah, what was the age? That, no, no, no. This yeah. person was, this was like a 30-year-old woman. Oh, yeah. 40 okay. max. You got to okay. snap it. Then. Okay? Go. You got to have a little pep in your step. Yep. And even worse, not only she was looking at me like she was afraid I was going to go, I stopped, let her go. Yeah. She's on her freaking phone. Yeah, that's that's you bad can't etiquette. be on your phone if I'm stopping to let you go. Now, bad etiquette. Bad that's etiquette. poor. Google people on phones walking into things. <laughs> that's it's a, a rabbit hole, as you call it, that you can't get out of. By the way, the funniest thing I, that reminds that. me. It's funny. I would do that. <laughs> that reminds me of the funniest thing I've ever seen in person. Years ago, <clears throat> Dustin and Keith, who was the producer of our radio show, were walking to lunch from the radio station with our boss, Andy Roth, who's the program director at 92.3 The Fan. Right. He was not on his phone. We were walking, and he literally, Andy Roth, walked face first oh into a God. sign pole. <laughs> and he was not on his phone? He was not on his phone. <laughs> was what he was he talking at? I, don't rem- I guess he was talking. I don't remember exactly what he was doing. He must have been talking and not paying close attention. And of course, we laughed our asses off. Whether he's your boss or not, it's it was. Fun. I wish we had that on video because <laughs> it was the funniest the thing only, I've ever seen in my the life. The only time I've ever done that was in college. I was walking to class and I seen a girl, oh, yeah, and I wow. was like, "Man, look at that!" Boom, <laughs> ran into something. That's at least a reasonable excuse. And that girl ended look up it. being his wife, which is a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna ring the bell, you might as well ring the bell for a purpose. Oh, um, better the day, close yesterday, but I then lost. at the end, they, 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 I it was it was a bad job. Yeah, they they fell apart in the second half. They did. Kent State yeah. not a good. I thought half. I thought maybe they could pull it out. I was checking it out on my yeah, phone, yeah. but who, they, who, who they play? Uh, Miami and Kent State? No, I don't remember who they play. Uh, no. Um, Toledo. No. 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 School with a D. Ball State. Daytona. Ball State, not a D. Ball State, yeah. <laughs> Ball State you're right. Yeah, I, I well, uh, crapped the pooch on that one. He's still 4-2, and two, Bull. He's still 4-2. 4-2, yeah. Four he's still two, winning. Yeah. Winning percentage. What's his bet today? Before we get to his bet today. got to read it. we got to bring it to you by Bet Rivers, because yeah. Bet Rivers is the official sponsor of Bull's Bet of the Day. 
BetRivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for every single game. Now is the perfect time to join BetRivers Sportsbook. When you use mm -hmm. deposit code SPORTS, you'll receive a second chance bet up to $500. Get in on all the action with weekly Deal. specials on your favorite sports like basketball and hockey. We know Bull <laughs> loves hockey. To help you win big, check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. By, By the way, there will be a BetRivers Sportsbook <laughs> at the Hall of Fame Village coming up uh, later this year. Not sure Permanent. the exact date yet, just but a, yes. There you go. That's, Very good. That's coming this year. And yeah. by the way, I knew they were in on it. Yeah. Hall of Fame. Can't see none of that. I can't Where's see your glasses today? Uh, yeah, what's at, going on? That's at what the, I see. At the crib. He's blind as a bat right now. Crib, glasses. You can't I'm, see that How did you real? drive to work, bro? Hey, but listen, why do you think you took so long? <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's, facts. That's facts. Like, I'm like, like you guys are, Type was like, hey, you get contacts? I say, no. He's got like scary eyes right now. Man, I'm yeah. like, I'm not used I don't to seeing him like this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I ain't seen, seen him like this. Glasses. Yeah, I got small, like, I got 50 cent eyes. I only got like slits. Like, so if you were, if you pull up on me, they're like, man, I saw G. Bush, man. I, he could look kind of mean, bro. What, what is he doing? Nah, I'm still nice. We'll bring those glasses tomorrow. Yeah. We need you to read the graphics. Yeah. Uh, busy well, show wait, today. Wait, 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 what's Bull's better yeah. today? Yeah, what's your bet? Oh, yeah. So today, <clears throat> here we go. Dayton minus seven over UMass. UMass stinks. Dayton's covered three in a row. UMass, I think, is, is this not the best game of the night? We're, we, we've been trying to pick a game in Ohio. We've been leaning in that I direction. I get that, but I want to watch the game. Uh, fair. <laughs> uh, I, think I have no You don't want to see Dayton Flyers? What's wrong I think with we you? May, we may switch it up soon. But for now, for today, we're going with Dayton minus seven over UMass. So there you go. UMass right. hasn't covered in seven games in a row or something like that. Only you would know that. Yes. Because you researched this yeah, bet. There you go. The All right. So get back, back on the winning train with Adam the Bull. There it is. At Bet Rivers. Yeah. Um, busy show. We're going to do some grading of Andrew Barry's moves in general drafts, trades, free agents. That's going to be interesting. Ryan Wilson from CBS Sports. He's their draft expert. He's going to be in. Uh, we asked him if he did a, graph, uh, a, a draft grade on Tyvis, and he said, Who? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> He actually, he actually started after Tyvis. Yeah. Well, he would have been wrong. If it wasn't a first round well, I mean, pick, he would have been wrong. Brugler was complimentary of He you. was wrong. I yeah. should have been a first round funny, pick. Is Tyvis got offended by the negative things he said? And yet, overall, Dane was very complimentary. Very complimentary. And he on said, every player, Tyvis, there's going to be positives no, and negatives, even no. the best player. He said, I didn't have hips. Well, okay, so maybe you know, he got that, that wrong. That, but that, you can't play DB if you ain't got no but hips. The bottom it. line is he was overly overall complimentary. I thought so. No, he was. Yes. He was. Did I he have as a fifth round grade? Yes. Fifth, fifth round pick. Right. He, he so was wrong because I went True or false day today. Who's going to grab the belt? Who had yes. it last? I think I oh, it was like oh, no, GD. Oh, it was like quad. It was like quadruple overtime. Yeah. Quadruple. It was like a hundred overtime. Uh, and also, DeQuell's going to be here. And yeah. Yeah, load up some thoughts on what makes a good special teams coach. Because now that Prefer's gone, you've played special teams. You know that world very well. We're going to ask do they you do? about that. What do they yeah, do? Yeah, that's what I want to know. What, what do they do? What do they do? they do? stand over the kicker and say, yeah. now look, I need you to kick wow. that ball right can, between those uprights. That's, a, that's not fair. Listen, dumbass, that. make that kick or I'm going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, special, I'll, I'll have you know that special teams coach are probably the most beloved coaches on the coaching staff. Because they don't do that. Because they're not they be driving their it. players. <laughs> no, they are. Okay. But it's just, never mind. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into yeah, we'll it. We'll get that. into we'll it. We'll talk about that. Also, top five second baseman in baseball today. Yesterday, yeah. we did third baseman. Right. And, you know, depending on whose list you looked at, I think we pretty much agreed that Jose Ramirez was the guy. 
Um, and there's a Indian very high up on this list as well. We start, though, with Andrew Berry Confidence. I don't know about you guys. When I got the instructions to this segment last night, I needed to take a concentration pill yeah, to I figure was, out yeah. what in the hell are we doing? Honestly, <laughs> I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I didn't want to reply in the chat to I that, but I thought the same yeah, thing. Yeah, well, it. I got Explain it. It, Who's this? it was a great idea because I got it. <laughs> Tyvis did respond first. He got it perfectly. It yeah. took me a half uh, hour to figure out what the hell you wanted us to do. That's, you know sad. Well, that's sad. That's age. <laughs> we probably age. I took a couple of Prevagen and boom, I figured it out. Earl, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, 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 come over here. Let me get my man Earl in here. All right. Explain the, this. No, no, the instructions were so, simple. Earl, he Earl, even gave examples. Get, uh, What's up? All right, so. No, no. I'm going to pass the mic to Earl. So we were discussing. We needed a Browns topic today. Earl said, hey, I had this idea. I didn't get to do it on the radio on Monday. Let's try it. All right. Today. Now and I then feel I said bad. Three, now oh, I feel, wait, wait, I feel wait, bad calling you, No, dumb. no, no. I sent three texts to Earl and Anthony. Like, let me make sure I'm making this clear enough so they understand it. Yeah. We reworked it three times. Tyvis got it on first cue. So, Earl, this was uh, from your brainchild. Would you like to explain to everyone what we're doing? So, basically, what we're doing is we're looking at Andrew Berry, we know what Andrew Berry's track record is when it comes to acquiring talent. Yep. You know, look at the Warren Cooper that was via trade. That's yep. a good acquisition. Yep. The jury is still out on his draft picks. Uh, free agents that he's signed in the past, iffy. Yep. So we know what our positions and needs are this year. Defensive tackle, defensive end, wide receiver. The question is, how confident are you all in him acquiring talent via which way? Yeah, so you wanted us to rank them. Like, in other words, for wide receiver, are you most confident that he can do it through the draft? If so, give them a one. Yeah, I ranked it. I ranked each, each one based on the order I thought they would get that player. Is that what? No. See, no. <laughs> Let's use so then I need to do it right no. now. <laughs> no. See? So it was lost in translation. So, so, and, and, and what I did, what I did is I first ranked what, what they needed most. Like, I said, okay, first of all, I think they need a receiver mode. Oh, so second you, is D tackle. No, 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 no. Everybody's in this. Wait a minute. Let me just give you the example. Y'all got this wrong. Defensive tackle. I got it right. Let's say defensive tackle is the top priority. Yeah. Do you trust Andrew DeBerry to get the best defensive tackle via free agency, draft, draft or trade? Or trade. And you yes. ranked him one, two, three. Yes. Yes. No offense. That's, that's how I did it. That's how I did it. It was not clear in the I love Earl. I love Mike. I think it's a bad question. Yeah. It doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? I think the idea, the vertebrae of the idea is straight. What happened was, uh, as I'm reading it, I'm like, so what the hell do they want me to rank? And then I read it again, and I said, I think they want me to rank. If I'm most confident in him finding a wide receiver yeah, in the draft, that's what it was. I put a one next to it. <laughs> if I'm least confident in him getting a wide receiver via free agency, yeah. then I give that a three. But that's how, what are we basing that on? History. No, 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 no. You're basing that on history. Who's out there available? Yeah, with the right. Draft available. Yeah, but that's what I essentially what I did is said, okay, I think they're gonna. I don't even remember which order off the top of my head. <laughs> I said, okay, based on the landscape of things, I didn't consider Barry's track record. I guess I did a little bit, but I said based on what's out there. Yeah, I thought 
say wide receiver's best option was to go do it through the trade. Yeah, so you that, went more best option. How's yeah. he most likely to fill it? Right. The question was, what is your confidence level <laughs> Yo, in him doing I, it through trade? You guys want to see the first agency. draft of the text that we were like, put it up. I think the way I answered it is the best way. Talk about it. Listen, Bull, you're not wrong because when I read it, I thought, shit, I just I just lost 50 IQ points. Yeah, I don't know. Trying to figure this out. They literally gave an example of what they wanted. That's the part they gave. That's me. what put me over the edge on what they wanted was the example. Read. I just I just texted you guys. This is the first draft of what Tyvis. You got it on the first try, so you don't. Does anybody uh, you, in our audience understand what, what is happening you right got now? Got it on the first try. I got it on the first try. I asked no questions. I just put it in there. I did too. I didn't ask any questions. No, I wanted but, to. Th but this first one, and you guys could read that loud if you want. This was the draft I sent to Earl, saying, Earl, I'm going to send this to the group. Does this All make right. sense to you? Why don't we just get to the answers? Yes, Well, here's the thing. Not, our answer is going to be complete. So our, we'll our answer answers are all, to the, if to you the guys wrong all question. answer differently, yeah, we that's did. fine. We'll see when we get yeah. to it. Okay. The trend is still like there was a very okay. clear trend in what was the most confident we are, and however you decided to. We rank essentially them. answered different questions, though. Yes, but the trends are the same. So, Bull, we're going to get yours first, okay. and we're going to go around the horn here because that's the order of the graphics. <laughs> Let's do that. You can take Bull's graphic poll here. <laughs> However, Bull, if you want to explain how you answer this for the people okay. out there. And All right. Well, I this, look. This, by so, the way, is confusing the hell out of our viewers right now. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, well, I'll explain it. and Hopefully, it'll make sense for people. So, let's start with defensive tackle. Guys, stop talking back there. You're distracting me. Uh, let, <laughs> let's talk about Zip it. Let's start at defensive tackle. Okay, can you put the graphic up? I don't know what the hell I picked. <laughs> what happened to my graphic? I can't you have see it. it. 97, take it. Oh, my Look goodness. At this. Guys, pull it together back there. It's 90. It's a, no. Listen, this happens on ESPN. Oh, hold on. <laughs> uh, wait, we actually may have an issue, guys. They just restarted RVR oh, upstairs, which means we don't have graphics. Well, oh, great. Pull your phone. At least we're on the air. Well, all right, yeah. I got to pull up well, my list say, now. Pull the phone. No, we, we are locked in VMix. They, I just got an email saying they're restarting RBR yeah, yeah, at 1110. Thanks a lot, thanks a lot uh, Tegna. Thanks, WKYC. Um, hey, Jay, no, no, Jay, before you go, Bull, this is a, I'm going to air it out because this is the second time it's happened in the last two weeks. Yeah. Can you please tell, and they don't listen to us. At yeah. the upwards they don't of, listen to me either, but go ahead. 11 to 1, they cannot mess with. RVR I mean, or any of the streaming Tegna One cloud stuff because yeah. it does directly affect our show. That, that's obnoxious on there. Well, um, do we know who's doing it and what they're doing? The email is Jack Forrester is going to are reboot RVR at eleven ten. Please save your projects. Are we still nobody, alive? nobody in our audience cares right now. But, but we we're still don't have graphics, alive, right? You're killing it up, me so. right now. We're live, but we okay. don't have <laughs> graphics, and that's an well, issue. It, it, I got my answer. Let me get into it. I got my answer. All right, defensive tackle. Let's start with that. Good defensive tackles don't get to free agency. No. It almost never happens. Correct. Because there aren't that many frontline defensive tackles. Even less, uh, you know, uh, just period on the defensive line, star players almost never get to free agency. And when they do, the price is high. Yes, very much so. So, to me, free agency and draft are both – they're two and three because I, I think it's it, – it's almost it, in terms of the draft, to, have, to get a guy who's going to be an impact player right away – at defensive tackle, especially when you highest you could draft them is the second round, is nearly impossible as well. Right. So to me, defensive tackle, uh, easy was trade. That was the that's the only way I think to get guy 
Uh, it's the most likely way the Browns can get an impact player <sighs> defensive tackle. I'm not even saying a superstar, but just a guy who's good. Sure. Is, is, is trade. Free agency, I put second and draft third, but I, I think it's like 2A and 2B. Okay. And wide receiver, I went with free agency first. Yeah. Because so there are – now, there's no elite free agent wide receivers, but there are some pretty good guys, and that pool is going to grow. Um because some of these guys we've talked about in trade, like DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, some of these other guys, there we go. Uh, back, some of these guys might end up getting cut. Salary cap casualties. Yeah. So I think there's going to end up being, by the time we get to free agency, which, by the way, guys, is only like three weeks away. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Uh, I think we're going to have some decent wide receivers in the free agent market. I did go draft second and trade third, and here's why. I think ultimately, if you, tr- you want to trade for – one of these super elite wide receivers is going to cost you a ton, and I don't think the Browns have the, tra- the draft capital to, to make a trade like that. At defensive end, uh, I went with draft first because I, I didn't see them be- there being a good defense. I-, I don't think you can get a defensive end that's good via trade or free agency, whereas uh, 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 there could be an interesting pass rusher in the second round that could have impact right away, more likely on the outside than the inside on the line. So there you go. Overall, so I think your grades yeah. then are how you're most likely to address these. Yes. Needs, not what is your confidence in Andrew Barry using yes. these three methods to right. get talent. Well, and, and here's why I don't like the question, because the idea that Andrew Barry is better at one of these areas or than the other is silly. Well, there is a little bit of historical data that you can use. Sure. Like, in, 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 for instance, wide receiver. Yeah. I thought we won the Amari Cooper trade. Fine. I was stunned what we gave up, what little we had to give up to get him. Yeah. And we got a wide receiver but, one. Right, but I don't, the, the idea that, bec- but in the draft, he hasn't done well at wide receiver. He did well with Donovan Which Beagle is Jones. why I knocked him way down for. Right, but ultimately, it's much easier to, like, you know Amari Cooper's good. Sure. Yeah. So, it wasn't like Andrew Berry did some great analysis However, to figure out Amari Cooper was good. You can still trade for a good wide receiver and lose the trade. Certainly. It, and, and he didn't. No. So, so where But it's rare lose? that you make a trade for that level we, of wide receiver and lose the trade. Did we lose yes. the Odell trade? Yes. Yes. Yes, we did. Okay. That we did. Has, has anybody lost? Do you know lost? what pick, by the way, the Giant, that turned into for the Giants? Well, I'm sure you know. Dexter Lawrence. Oh, that's a first team all pro defensive tackle. Great this pick. Year. Great pick, by the way. We, wish we had that one back. Doesn't mean the well, Browns would have taken, taken him. I'm just saying, that, that, that's what the pick turned out to be. Because <laughs> he's good. And, and it, that's another thing. And, and, and what you, is you, wrong with you? Also gotta look, you also got to take a look at it. If you gave up picks, what would the Browns done with those picks? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And <laughs> if yeah. you got Odell Beckham Jr., if he would have went to another team, would he have done better? Because he was on another squad. He had a, another Right, but if you're grading the trade, you got to give it an L for the that's Browns. That's an L for the Browns. Yeah. Yeah. Amari Cooper is a W. Yes. So, uh, that's where I was judging Andrew Barrett. Like, for instance, his ability to find defensive tackles in the draft is abysmal. <laughs> Jay, but his ability to find defensive tackles, period, is abysmal. Guys have hit on defensive tackle with draft picks. It's, it's, it happens. No, 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 no. Oh, my goodness. No, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jay, what I'm saying so is. So, look at my grades for defensive tackle. Oh, okay. Tackle. I agree Good with you there. Lord. Yes. No, and actually, that's not the way I sent it wow. in the text. The way I sent it in the text was no, period, trust, period, at, period, all, period. Well, I agree with that. Period. I think you got it right. I, I don't trust him to find them. 
It's like a, it's like a, a Dr. Seuss poem. I don't trust you to find them in a trade. I don't trust you to find them in free agency. Yeah. I don't trust you to find them in a, in a draft pick. I don't trust you to find them at all. There's no track record of him None. hitting on defensive tackles, and that's an issue. <laughs> because we're going to eventually have to find talent there. So how and if you can't find it from one of the three avenues that are available. So how would you get it? Grow one. <laughs> I would put a Petri dish in mm. and I would take some uh, some clone cells and I would mix them all up with great defensive tackles of the past and I would grow it in a chia dish. No, <laughs> I don't understand how we're going to find talent at that position, but I can tell you this. If we don't and we don't fast, He's going to be looking for a new job. Who? Andrew Barry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, defensive end. By the way, Tyvis is getting everybody sick today. Yeah, he's over he's here blowing his everybody nose. sick. He I'm should not, not be here. I love him. Not he should have stayed home today. How am I? Can you, Mike? He should have stayed can home. Can you tell today. I'm sick? Your, I didn't know your he was eyes sick are he very in. glassy. I cannot get That's sick again because I yawn. COVID. I yawn. Wow. Yeah, and I can smell COVID in the air. I can't believe y'all. I can right smell now. it. If I get sick, I'm gonna be so pissed at Tyvin. You're not gonna get Tyvin. This is the thing. This is Tyvin. This is the thing. This is the thing. I didn't mean to, but you. It's all in your mind. No, it's okay? not in your mind. <laughs> if you think that you go so get the sick. sniffles right now, you're imagining those. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. We'll just mind over matter. And I'm playing. Mike is in charge of this show. Y'all ain't. I ain't even did. He didn't tell us until he came in this morning. You should have sent Tyvis home. I didn't do anything. Okay, back to the grades. Go ahead. No trust at all on D tackles in any of the three. So I couldn't rank them because I don't trust any of them. Defensive end. I I I would expect that we're going to do better with a with a trade or free agency than the draft, just because of where we pick. Um, wide receivers, same thing. We have drafted wide receivers with the exception of T, uh, DPJ. I don't like our draft picks at wide receiver, Andrew Barry. I looked at all of his draft picks this morning because I wanted to remind myself, where are we with him on the mm-hmm. draft? Guys, I think he's been a C-minus overall on his three drafts. And mm-hmm. here's the troublesome part. He's only cut one of the 15 players or so that he's drafted. Mm-hmm. Jedrick Wills. You've got to hit on a draft pick that high when you take a tackle. That's one that you don't think about for 10 years when you take one that high. And he's going to get an extra year, but he's only going to get an extra year because they don't have any other options. I was getting ready to do a video on Jedrick Wills, and I was, you know, I had his all 22, and I'm looking at it. Some of it's so bad, I don't want to, I don't want to put it out because I feel like sometimes, you, you know, players can get that you're trying to pinpoint them and you, you're trying to just embarrass him. But I don't understand what they're looking at when they're talking about giving him a fifth year. I just don't get it. But you know what Joe Thomas said? Joe Thomas said there are times. He said, for me, when I see a guy do it once, I know he can do it. Yeah. And that's the thing. He can do it. But we've Joe also said, Joe was very critical of Jedrick Wills and kind of surprised me. He said, there's obviously plays where he doesn't know where he's supposed to be and what he's supposed to be doing, so he just stops. That's unacceptable. And he said, what you do in that situation is just hit somebody. The worst You can't be wrong if you just hit somebody, but to your point, I've seen it a number of times where it looks like he needs a control-alt-delete. He's just kind of buzzing around on the field like he doesn't know where he's supposed to be. You get guys hitting the backfield. There's guys, he's standing over the pile while his dude that he was supposed to be blocking or someone in the vicinity is supposed to be blocked. He's just looking as your your, your quarterback or, or your running back is getting smacked in the face. Yeah. Now, for me, 
I, I, I look at it as a C minus two. You know, when I what changed my mind was when's the last time the Browns had a draft better than a C? It's been a long time. I don't know. I, I like the draft where they got hey, all these starters. That's they had a good question. They had the Baker. They had the Denzel Ward. They had the Njoku. Yeah. None of that was, that wasn't was the same, same one. Yeah. That was one. Which the Inj- Miles? It was Miles the, Jabril Njoku was in there. Yeah. That was a that was a very well, good draft. Was an L too. But the rest of that draft, except for <laughs> Ogunjobi, who's you know decent player, not for the Browns. I thought that was a good solid pick because he's decent player. The rest of that draft is completely useless. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't even Barry. That was no, <laughs> no, that, that was Dorsey. That was Dorsey. So I can't. But really... that's not better than a C. I mean, is no. it better than a C because Miles Garrett's in I mean, there? You got a Hall of Famer in there, so I don't know how you, you know, you want to give that, that excuse a... everything up. Miles Garrett's. Here's the. Let me give you a rapid fire: the three best players in every draft for the last decade. No, okay. the yeah. two, 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 well, dirty, two mouth. What do you think? Go ahead. It's not. Go if it's shoot. not good. All right, three best players from last year: one Martin Emerson, two. I don't know. Cade York. Like maybe, no. but but you can't even say he's a win yet. Not yet. Alex Wright showed some promise at the end of the season. All right, 2021. This is obviously Andrew Berry. Number one, Greg Newsom. Number two, That's okay, hard. James Hudson. Uh, 2020. This is his first draft. Yeah. Number one player, Donovan Peoples Jones. Number two, Grant Delpit. Three, Jedrick Wills. And Grant Delpit's probably gone. Right? They'll, I mean, keep, they'll keep Delpit. He no, came on at the second half of the year, I thought. But the, the, That's not a terrible the draft. The jury is out on what but he is. You know, you're, talk, you're looking at the cream. Yeah. Now throw in the Greedy Williams. And Well, so, Greedy Williams wasn't him. It wasn't? That I was Dorsey. Was, oh, yeah, because he sat out a year because so of the So, 2019 injury. was right. Dorsey's last draft. That's a horrible draft. The best player <laughs> in that draft is Sione Takitaki. Taki. Dang. And That's he's not hard. very good. Wow. 2018, Dorsey's first draft. Top three players. Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward, and then the third one is probably Austin Corbett, who's a decent player. That's a decent draft. Yeah. But he blew it on Baker, so it knocks it down. Yeah. 2017, Miles Garrett, Njoku, and Ogunjobi. That's, that's, I, I would Pretty probably. That was Dorsey. That was, no, that was. Um, Sashi? No, I think that was Dorsey. No, that wasn't Dorsey. Dorsey only had, no, Dorsey only had that two That looked drafts. like Sashi Brown. That was Sashi's last draft. Which and was that was good. really that was supposed to be the draft where we started paying yeah, off all that. That banking. was a decent draft. Now yeah. they had three first round picks that but year. Remember, you had to go 0 and 16 and 1 and 15 right. to get that. 2016 <laughs> top three players: Joe Schobert, Carl Nassib, Emmanuel Ogba. Okay, so so the, the, the obvious trend that you're drawing out here yeah. is that this organization is not good at draft. If you want to know what happens on the field, you have to look at what happens in the draft room. Yeah. And they, they're they a D minus in the draft room. Yeah. I'm sorry. The only yeah. the reason they're not an F is because they did get Miles and Denzel. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, you take enough shots in the dark, you're going to hit your target a couple times. Yeah. Uh, well, but the, the draft record here is absolutely <coughs> abysmal. And, and That's by the, the Miles was a layup. Denzel was And by the way, I was just about to say that. I don't know about Denzel. You can't miss guys. I, well, I, knew, I knew Denzel. No, but there was some so debate. Good. But everybody, every not team. Not Miles. Every Miles team in football would take a mile. Slam dunk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, slam dunk. Because there was no – well, who was the quarterback state? Wasn't wasn't that the year with Watson and Mahomes? Yeah. It may so have been. They probably yeah. – Yeah, they took now, Miles Now, Trubi- remember, Miles Mahomes, Trubisky. in fairness, went much later in the draft. There were he a lot of teams. Who, who did? Yeah. I mean, he didn't go one, two, or three. I mean, yeah. there were teams that Everybody passed blew on Mahomes. It. Everybody but blew Trub- it. Didn't that Trubisky go first before then? Is that I the same year? I think he did. Okay. Yeah. Bull. Uh, yeah. You know, there's one common denominator through all those drafts. Yeah. Deep Jimmy Haslam. 
Mm. Be Podesta. No, he's he been there for all of them. Well, not not the first couple, but find out what year he joined the Browns. Yeah, but the thing is, no, he's been here for all those drafts. All I one, will all say the you mentioned. He's I will before. say that I th- I don't think he had any say in the John Dorsey drafts. He certainly did with None. Sashi. I don't think he did. Based on what we've heard, based on what Jason well, said. I know that there was a lot of pushback between yeah. Dorsey and De Podesta. Right. But I don't know that he had zero input. If I'm Jimmy and I'm paying this guy what I'm paying him, damn well right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to listen to him. I'm not going to put him in a corner and pay him money. <laughs> based on what I know, I think he has nothing to do with the Dorsey 2016, he came to the Browns. Yeah. yeah. Out of all these, I, I look at I him. would say Jimmy is the common denominator. I look well, at Jimmy gen- and yeah. De Podesta. I look at the generations. When you talk about when you get past 2016, you start to see the emergence of top flight receivers. You start to see people going downfield. You start to see kids that are better coming out of high school, running the spread in college, being ready to go as soon as they step in the league. I'd argue this, that the Cleveland Browns have never in the history of their organization drafted, developed, and put a star receiver on the field. Never. History. Ever. Kate, name one. Where? Josh Gordon. Browns? Browns. Yeah, but he played. He played. He had the talent. He, but he played five snaps. Well, now, now that's on. I wouldn't blame the Browns for Josh Gordon. They drafted Paul snaps. Warfield. I'll give you. I'll give That's you a thousand years ago. I'll give you well, he said ever, ever, ever. Yeah, that's well, true. I'll, I'll give you Paul Warfield, but if 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 you got any sort of black and white team, Dave, Logan was, a, Dave Logan was a good wide receiver. Uh, Webster Slaughter was a good I wide receiver. I said superstar. Braylon Edwards had a Pro Bowl year. I said, uh, you give me yeah, one but you're talking about got not one year, Tyvis. Like, like, I can't give Brian you. Brian Brennan had a nice career. That, I mean, but not superstar. I can't give like you a, a superstar. But when, yeah. you, when you look at the Steelers, you, you can say, yeah, no, that Swan Stallworth. Hall of Famers. So you're like, okay, okay, let me just break that well, back. Well, that's just the 70s and that's 80s. That's just the 70s. Then you go into the 90s. You've got all kinds of draft wide receivers they've drafted. Antonio Brown came from a small school. But I mean, they found but, that talent. But, I mean, the Browns haven't been a – never really been a pass, and they've always been run first. So are the Steelers. Well, you got something That's there. a problem. Yeah, you got that, something that's a, You know, you got to have – if you're looking at receivers, we've had guys with good careers, decent careers – and even the time between the 80s and now, it's right. been further and further and further. That's 40 years ago. We think yeah. 80 is No, yesterday. I know. You're right. That's a that's, that's Yeah, but who was the last receiver the Browns drafted and developed that was even Remotely. a borderline Hall of Famer? None. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Like even, even where you could mention his name as a remote possibility of the Hall of Famer. Or being the best receiver in the league at that point. Right. Like Jim a Bush top. Right. Yeah. No, that we there is a zero. I mean, Amari Cooper is the best wide receiver, and he obviously the Browns didn't draft or develop him. But Amari Cooper is the best Browns receiver in, you know, ever. Now, Odell ever. Odell Beckham at his best certainly was better than Amari Cooper. Jarvis Landry had some good years. He had a thousand. Yeah, you know, Odell had a thousand one. But Amari Cooper, I'm saying Amari Cooper, like what he did for the Browns last year, is better than anything Landry or Beckham ever did for the Browns. Yeah. Well, no, Landry had a bigger year. Landry's first year here was bigger than Amari last year. Land- really? Landry's um, impact, Landry's impact was bigger than on the field. No, no question. Yeah, it, what he, he did was, was much bigger than what he did. The on front the field. office credits him for changing the culture, yeah, for sure. Interesting how the second he's gone, the culture went right back. I tried to tell him that, but no, you know, and we, nobody we listened. Well, he was here last year, and the, yeah. it wasn't good culture. Yeah. No, it wasn't. 
Yeah, he was. Jarvis yeah. Landry? Yeah, he was there last yeah, year. He was there last 21. year. 21. No, mean, I'm saying last year, last season. Like right, this past, not this past right, season. Yeah, I'm talking about, season. but that was last year. Yeah. 2023, I'm talking about 2022. No, but the culture wasn't good in 21 either. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, and one thing that we don't get to is we always talk about the quarterback. The quarterback, um, whether or not the quarterback is under his rookie contract. Well, you can reverse engineer that too. Look how great that you look when you got Jamar Chase on a rookie contract, right? Sure. When you got T Higgins and he's a young receiver and he's on his fourth fourth year, he's not he wasn't a first round pick. He don't get the fifth year. But look at these guys, these young guys coming into the league and you're like, wow, that's what you can do with a rookie quarter with a rookie receiver because those guys get a hundred million dollars too. If you can do that, and that's get, why teams have decided to trade some of these. Well, I, wide I, yep. I argue that the Browns Brown, at least AJ Brown yep. in the past few years have at least tried to address it. I mean, before Philadelphia did what they did this year, before Miami did what they did this year, like that and the Lions, those three teams, they all addressed everything but the quarterback position. I would argue that Dorsey did that. He went out there. He got Jarvis. He got. Well, I don't know if he got Jarvis. They got Odell. And they was like, listen, we're we going to give Baker all the ammunition he needs. We're going to get you a coach that likes to throw the ball a lot. We're going to give you the ammunition you need. If it doesn't work, then it's solely because of you. And it failed. So at least they at least tried to get a wide receiver in here. We don't get points for trying. I'm just saying. They did throw a shot to do they it. They just got the wrong and if, guys. And Odell was supposed to be this and Jarvis was supposed to be this. But obviously, it didn't pan out. Yeah, By the way, Jarvis had Jarvis did have one season where he had 1174 yards for the Browns, 14 more yards than Amari Cooper, but three less touchdowns. So, I would say it's about it's it's yeah, equal. they're wash. I would say they're it's wash. Yeah, I mean the fact of the matter is Cooper I'm a little sick to in my again. stomach now after you point you know after you point out that our absolute deficiency at drafting and developing yeah. star wide receivers. I think, I think of the star wide receivers that have been do. developed in this league since the 80s, and we haven't done it. I mean, the only star slash Hall of Famer we've gotten and developed, period, has been Joe and not, not going to say period. When's the last, but who's Joe the last Thomas Browns Hall of Nick Famer Trump. before Joe Ozzie. Thomas? Ozzy. Ozzy. That's a long time ago, yeah. That's so a Joe and Nick Chubb is the only two in, that I can think and, of. And believe it or not, your best receiver was a converted quarterback for a while. Terrell, Terrell Pryor was your best receiver. Well, he only had one yeah. good year, too. I, but, but I'm saying that's how bad it is. I mean, He's we do have to receiver. give them credit for Josh Gordon, too. I mean, I know he was a supplemental pick, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. But, but they still drafted him, and, and he, was, he was the real deal. We Immensely saw it with our talented. own eyes. It yeah. just wasn't sustainable with his lifestyle. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it, I, Man, you would think you would be fine with DK Metcalf. Makes me, you, know what makes, you know what that makes me wonder? Has it always been the quarterback, or has it has it been the wide receivers? I don't think yes. that either. Both. Yes. That's why you just smoked. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, we, it's receivers. not like the Browns have drafted and developed any quarterbacks either. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know. Like, you know, the the the, the overwhelming sense that I'm feeling right now is I just showed up to a five alarm blaze, and I have a straw and my spit, and that's all I have. <laughs> not good. You're in a bad spot. I mean, this building is burning and crumbling around me. And I, I can't. I mean, where do you dive in? And the only thing that could save it is, is a quarterback who was in major trouble with the law and looked like crap on the field last year. 
That's your only hope. That is literally your only hope. Uh, You're about right. Because if he's not good, it's over. Nothing else matters. So that's why if he's the quarterback we saw last year, which I think we all think is unlikely. We hope. I think Jay's the most pessimistic of all of us. And I think even you would think he'd be better than last year. Even if you don't think he's going to be great, I would think at least he's going to be mediocre. Yeah. But if he's the guy we saw last year, the franchise is done. Yeah, I mean, for even if years. it's mediocre, mediocre That's still not good enough. too, because you can't pay fifty million dollars to a no, quarterback. No, he's got to be a mediocre. top ten quarterback. Listen, you, you know who's going to fix it? Yeah. Ryan Wilson. Yeah. Uh, he's going to. He doesn't know this yet, but he's going to take the job as the Browns GM. Uh, he's going to leave the CBS draft board, uh, and and he's going to be our our draft guru for at least for the next thirty minutes. Uh, Ryan, the draft capital isn't there at the top of the draft for this team. Um. Is it possible that they can dig out of the hole that they're in with the pieces that they're sitting on right now for the draft? <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm hesitating because on paper, this team in general looks pretty good. There's some things to fix on the defense, the defensive line. We, we know that. But I, I think the conversation has to start with the quarterback, right? And, and part of me wonders, and you guys know better than me, and I was thinking about this the other day, if the Browns had just wished that Deshaun Watson didn't play at all last year because you don't have to answer those questions about why he's not playing up to the, the level you want him to and, and I get all that uh, in terms of fixing the team again it starts with the quarterback you, you have to get the quarterback right because we could talk about the Jets in the same voice right uh, that defense yeah. was dominating people Mike White came in and outplayed Zach Wilson now they're looking for a quarterback Derek Carr whomever it may be but if Deshaun Watson and I, I, I asked this question on, on a podcast I do at CBS yesterday if you get 65% of Peak Deshaun Watson at his time in in Houston. This team wins 10 football games, right? And, and that's the question. That's 65%? what you have to work through. Right? You think 65% of that guy, they win 10? I don't I don't see that. Not with that. What, I think they, what percentage they of peak more. Deshaun do you need? 85 for double digits. Fair enough. No, Depend- I'll give you that. on the defense. Yeah, I just need 65. I mean, I think we got 65% of, not, I think we got 50% of Sean. Deshaun, I think Deshaun he was 50%. 50%. I mean, seven <laughs> touchdowns, yeah. five picks, six games. Yeah, he was, I thought he was He was terrible. bad. He was bad. Yeah. Um, I wish we could get 65% of Deshaun and win 10. But we didn't, but I think it's going to be The Browns didn't, I get what you're saying, Ryan. We could, we could quibble about the exact percentage. The bottom line is the Browns didn't make this trade to get 65% of what Deshaun Watson no. was. And he's young enough that there's no reason that he shouldn't be able to get back to the player he was. I personally think, and there's no way for me to know this for sure, I think a lot of this is mental hurdles that he's got to get over. He put himself in this position. Only he and these women know exactly what happened. But however much he's actually responsible, there's a certain percentage. Who knows what the exact percentage is? But however much, it doesn't matter. He's got a mental hurdle to get over. It seems pretty obvious that he has lost that edge, that moxie, that confidence, whatever it is, because, and if he can't get over that, then he'll never get back to being that player. That's what I think, at least. No, I think you're right. And and I said this during the season. You look at that contract, the guaranteed money, the 250-plus million, whatever the the actual number is, that money to that player, based on what he did in the past, that's Josh Allen, that's Patrick Mahomes' money. And you can say that's unfair. Say it. But that's what you're expecting when you sign a player right. to that sort of deal. You're 1,000% right. So you expect that production. So the fact that we're saying we're quibbling over 65 or 85% tells us where we're at in the conversation right. <laughs> and how short of the, the, the mark we are right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, well I, I think this is a perfect segue. We talked about how, much, how important he is to the Cleveland Browns and how important it is to get him back to where he needs to be for that, before we can get to compete with other teams in the AFC. 
I, that just goes to show me that you 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 got to have a receiver. You I, if you look at the Browns roster right now at receiver and you compare it to some of the elite teams in the AFC. They don't have a better receiving quarter Miami. They don't have one better than Buffalo. They're not anywhere near close to what the Cincinnati Bengals are. And I don't even count what the Chiefs do because they got a cheat code of Patrick Mahomes. He could play with me and you. So my thing is, if you want to get maximized to Sean Watson, don't you have to pony up and say, I might not be getting the best value for Asian receiver in the trade. I might overpay for this, this guy in free agency, or I might have to package something to get an elite receiver. Do you think receiver is a position that is important just because Deshaun Watson is that important? Yeah, I'll turn the question around uh, in this way and say, what happened to, to Josh Allen when Stephon Diggs showed up? Did he get better? Right? So, <laughs> I mean, that, that's the thing, because Josh yeah. Allen, he came out of Wyoming. He was only completing half of his passes or whatever, and people were concerned whether he was going to be the dude or not, and he started making progress, and the next thing you know, Stephon Diggs shows up, and his, his productivity skyrockets. Now, some of that, obviously, is Josh Allen continuing to improve, but it helps to have someone to throw the ball to. Now, Amari Cooper was, was good last year, but you got to have a plan B. Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, I thought he did some good things, but I thought Anthony Schwartz hasn't quite lived with expectations. He's a track guy coming out of Auburn and, and all that, but I, I thought that they were hoping for more for him at this point. Jarvis Landry clearly you know, didn't work out. He's now gone. But I think if you can find a wide receiver that opens things up not only for Amari, but makes life easier for Deshaun as a reliable weapon, whether it's through the draft, and that's more of a crapshoot because we don't know what you get necessarily unless you get Jamar Chase, or whether it's overpaying for a wide receiver that you know will bring value, there's certainly something to be said for that. Look, man, you pay, overpaid for the quarterback. Don't stop now. Don't yeah. think that he's going to fix it by himself. Just keep digging, man. You know, when he's been struggling. The Ryan, let's, obviously there's some veteran wide receivers the Browns will be looking at, but if they let's say they go wide receiver where they're picking in the second round. Mike put up some names there on the screen. When you look at at the at the draft board or your draft board, who are some names in the second round that you think could potentially be, uh, well, as G mentioned before, what T Higgins has become? Maybe not the exact type of receiver, but obviously T Higgins yeah. made an immediate impact as a second round wide receiver. Bring that kind of production. Yes, bring that kind of production. Who 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 do you see as as possibilities for them there? The interesting thing is this draft class of wide receivers is pretty shallow, which is weird to say because we've seen the, the wide receivers come up through high school and college and be, and be dominant, especially the last two or three draft classes. So after Quentin Johnson and, and Jordan Addison, things get a little interesting. But a player like Jalen Hyatt, he may end up going in the first round because of his pure track speed, and maybe that scares you off because of Anthony Schwartz. But he was a touchdown machine last year uh, for Tennessee. And if he, yeah, if he falls to 42, I think that's the first time the Browns are on the clock. That feels like a pick. You're like, I feel great about this because you have Amari on one side and you just have guys running go routes all day and no one can cover Jalen Hyatt. And that opens things up for everyone else in the middle of the field, whether it's in Joku or Harris Do you Harris think Friday he'll slip that low, though? I don't. I'm just trying to be optimistic. But I got some other names for you. <laughs> oh, Ryan, Ryan you're my a, kind of guy, brother. Hyatt going 25th or 26th. Maybe the Browns could trade up. So. It's possible. But here's the thing. Good. There, there are some other guys to keep an eye on. So there, Zay Flowers is electric out of BC. He's a fun mm -hmm. player. Josh yep. Downs out of UNC is electric. He's a fun player. These guys have returnability as well. They can line up inside or outside. They're going to be smaller. They're going to be sub six feet. They'll be about 175-ish, maybe lighter for Zay Jones. But there are players like that. Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati is another player who are just electric middle-of-the-field players who can also win deep, but they don't have the size of a, of a Jalen Hyde and certainly not of a Quentin Johnson. They're not going to be T. Higgins 6'3", 6'4". Right. But they're six feet and under guys who are 
great in small areas. You can't catch them in the open field. And, and they're touchdown machines, yak machines. On, on You could throw them a slant or you could throw them a, a post. And either way, they end up in the end zone. Ryan, we've been focusing on wide receiver, and that is an area of need. Thank you. But they currently have a good wide receiver. I know you need more. more. But uh, to me, the glaring area is defensive tackle because they don't have anybody it. there. Talk about it. So if you're advising the Browns, and I know it's all who's available at that point, but are you spending more of your time focusing on the interior defensive line or wide receiver? Where are you going in the first round if you're the Browns? Second. Second round. Second round, yeah. I'm sorry, with their first pick. That's right. So I, I did a two-round mock draft incidentally earlier this week, right. and I had them going with Siaki Ika, the, the huge 340-pound there he is right there, defensive tackle out of Baylor. Now, he's a two-down guy, so that's probably why he won't go around one, but but he can be dominant. And, you know, you might get Danny Shelton vibes, and that may be good, may be good or bad for you. But bad. <laughs> Very bad. Here's the problem. Both wide receiver right and defensive, defensive tackle are light in this class in terms of depth, so that's yeah. a concern. Javon Dexter is another name that you look there, the 33rd team had. He's a good football player. He's first-round talent that sometimes uh, the, the focus isn't there playing and play out. And Mozzie Smith's another player. He, he's as nasty as they come, but you would like to see a little bit more consistency. But in terms of high-end athleticism, freakish athleticism, those guys, Jervon Dexter, Mozzie Smith, check those boxes. So when you get down in the round two and, and, and even into day three with this draft class, the depth at defensive tackle, you're, you're doing some trade-offs, right? You're, you're not going to hit a home run at the pick 42 at either position necessarily unless you get lucky. But you have to ask yourself, what's more important, getting a wide receiver at 42 and fixing the offense as, as much as you can or plugging all the holes along the defensive line? And you may lean defense early, of course, depending on how free agency works out. You may lean defense early in the draft, given how hard it was for them to stop the run uh, last season. At I'm time. with so you. Address ask, wide receiver and free agency. Let me ask, about that guy, that Siaki guy, what is his size? What's, what's 340. Oh, so let me ask, so with the game wow. being a, a – a, lateral game you don't worry about him because I had we had Phil Taylor here last week and he was talking about like his size defensive tackles aren't that good anymore because now this game is lateral how do you think he would pan out if the game is going you know east and west no that's a great point and, and here's the thing he's a two down guy so now you have right. a guy that's on the field coming off the field on third downs and and, and then what you spent the 42nd pick on a guy that, that's plugging it up for the run I, I get it and I do a podcast at CBS Sports with Rick Spielman, and that's his concern. He said, listen, I, I like Ika, but I ain't taking him in the first round because I got to take him off the field. And there, here's the thing. There are a lot of guys who are 310 to two, 280, good out of 280, who play on the inside, who are twitchy as all get out, who move well laterally, who shoot gaps all day long. <clears throat> and they give you that uh, in terms of their arsenal, but they're not going to win. Uh, they're not going to stand up to double teams. They're not going to be shedding blocks consistently and getting off blocks to make plays in, in the A-gap against the run. So that's the trade-off. But I take your point. I mean, a guy like Elijah Cansey out of Pitt, that's a guy, if you're interested in someone who is extremely twitched up playing inside, go watch Elijah Cansey. He, he has some day-two potential. Team's a little concerned about the weight. I think he played at about 275, which is extremely light to be playing, you know, zero three technique or whatever inside interior. But again, he gives you a different sort of flavor of ice cream when you're looking at it at a defensive tackle and the things they can do to your point about being a three down guy, getting off blocks, moving laterally, sideline to sideline. And you see that in, in players like like a Cansey, for example, out of Pitt. By the way, something that Danny Shelton was excellent at, which we can't maybe this guy will be too. He was great at jumping on the pile. <laughs> he was a champion 
Nobody better at jumping Half on the pile. Danny. Plays over. Here comes Danny Shelton jumping in. Well, he was great at that. Now, a linebacker is another position in need, Ryan, for for the Browns. And I feel like more and more, that's a position where you you'll often see guys great value third, fourth, even fifth round because the position's been devalued. And so there's players at those positions, I think, that are good players, maybe not superstars, but good players that drop. Is that, do you agree with that? And it, will that be the case this year? Yes and yes. I, I absolutely think so. I, I think Drew Sanders, who's sort of a freakish athlete out of Arkansas, Alabama transfer, has a chance to be a first-round pick. He's 6'5", 232, last time he was weighed and measured. Um, so there, you see him right there. Uh, whoever's running the graphics is hitting Grand Slam after Grand Slam, Look by the way. Look at this guy. Yeah, they're Thank you. But other Thank you very much, Ryan. Please. Other names to watch. So, Trenton Simpson, fantastic. Like, he checks every box physically of what you want. The problem is the, the lack of, of awareness around him, right? I was talking to a scout that said he plays like he's looking through a straw, and that gives you a perfect encapsulation of he's, he's sort of looking through blinders. He doesn't see everything that's going on. But we got that sounds like right a perfect now. Browns player. We, yeah, we, we, we got good. some of those guys right now. We good. We can't have Browns that. have plenty of those guys. We can't have that. <laughs> But I'll give you some names that you might want to keep an eye on. So yeah. Ivan Pace Jr. out of Cincinnati, he has a chance to be a late day two, day three guy. Physical and look, here's the thing. You guys know this. These off-ball linebackers these days, they're they're struggling to get up blocks at times because they're all about 225, 235 between there. Uh, sometimes they're running around blocks, and, and I get it. That's how it works. You don't have Ray Lewis anymore out there patrolling the middle of the field. Uh, Cam Jones out of Indiana. This dude will hit anything that moves, undersized, but he flies around, and he is a lot of fun. We saw Jack Campbell on the graphic there. Uh, he's a little more old school, but, again, a playmaker, day three guy. And, and I'll mention Noah Sewell, Panay's brother, um, mm. who didn't quite live up to expectations. I, I need to dig around and see if maybe he was battling injury last year because sometimes when these players aren't playing what like you want them to play, there's something going on that we don't know about. But, again, another really good athlete. You get value perhaps late day two, early day three because he didn't live up to the the, the, the fall, the August conversation about him being in the first round. Is it, you know, it, could it be this thing for the Browns? I, I look at it, you know, they need a linebacker. They need a D tackle receiver uh, and also an edge rusher. Um, we haven't talked about the edge. Is the edge a rusher's? Um, a little, a little bit more in depth. Is there more edge rushers in this draft you can get? And possibly, if the defensive tackles that they they see on the board when they're drafting aren't there, could they potentially say, "Well, look, we know we need to tackle more than edge rusher, but we need to we need to get a, a replacement for Clowney, and we like the edge position better as far as the talent." Yeah, listen, this edge class. Now we've we finally come to a, an agreement where you can find depth up and down the board. So mm -hmm. if they happen to be there, forty three, and the defensive tackle or wide receiver, whomever isn't there, and you want to take an edge rusher, you're gonna have picks for days, and there's gonna be a lot of guys that that you might like. And here's here's a name to keep an eye on. And he he weighs two ninety. He weighed during. The, we'll see what he weighs next week at the combine. Tuli uh, Pelotu out of USC. He plays outside. He can play a little three technique. He played at 290. At least he was listed 290. He plays like he's moving at about 260. I like and that. And he is fun. And, again, you have the the versatility along the defensive line. They can do more things than, say, a, a, a Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith might be there at the pec injury, a little undersized by edge rush standards, probably sub 240. So he does one thing well, and that's rush the passer. He doesn't drop into coverage a lot, but he gives you that. Isaiah Foskey out of Notre Dame is 266.5, still learning the position, as strong as an ox, uses his hands well, 
needs to expand on the pass rush moves because he's a former tight end. He hasn't been playing very long on the outside. But there are a ton of guys in that range uh, that, that should be there. Will McDonald out of Iowa State, another slender, long-armed, uh, physical leverage freak in terms of, uh, of winning consistently that way. Needs to get a little stronger. But these are things that you expect these young men to do. They're 21, 22 years old. They're going to gain weight. They're going to get stronger. They're going to get better with, with better coaching. But there will be a ton of guys in round two and even into day three if you're looking for edge rusher to help your football team. Ryan, let's talk about the Buckeyes here a little bit Ooh, uh, and, and where you see some of these guys going. Some of the, you know, obviously there's a ton of talent. We didn't talk about Jackson Smith and Jigbo when it comes to wide receiver. Uh, we had Dane Brugler on last week. He was kind of down on him a little bit. Um, and you didn't mention him for the Browns' second-round pick. But So uh, what's your thoughts on him and some of the other Buckeyes in the mix? You know what's funny? Like, Dane is a – Dane is the OG uh, of, of draft analysts, and he – he knows more than anyone, and he works as hard as, as, as anyone out there. Um, and I'll say this. Jackson Smith and Jigba, it feels like when, when you're in the draft media and covering the draft, it's what have you done for me lately, right? Yeah. He played three games, had five catches, had the hamstring issue, yeah. and all those things are put in the back of your mind when you're, when you're watching Marvin Harrison Jr., when you're watching oh. Jordan Addison, when you're watching Quentin Johnston. Last, whatever, two weeks ago, we were in Phoenix for the Super Bowl for work, and, and uh, Garrett Wilson stopped by, and, and I was chatting him up after after our segment, and I and I said, um, so what, what do you think of Jackson, Smith, and Jigba? And he said, let me tell you something. He was the best player on our team at wide receiver in 2021. And you go back and look at the stats, led the team in receptions, led the team in yards, ahead of Chris Olave, ahead of Garrett, ahead of Marvin Harrison Jr., all guys who were either first-round picks or will, are going to be first-round picks. And that's important to remember, right? Now, is he as athletic as those players? No. And I want to see what he runs next week, and that's going to be the big thing, assuming he's healthy. If he runs sub-4-5, or five, okay, let's let's talk. Because the tape is the tape, and that's not going to change. If he runs a 4-6-5, then people are going to have the, the issues that they have. But I think he's a first-round guy. I think he helps the football team immediately, and I think he, he does a lot of things – uh, he's a very smart football player, and while he doesn't have the athleticism of a Garrett or, or an Olave, it's hard to get away from what he accomplished in 2021 uh, on that football team. If Marvin Harrison Jr. was in this draft class, where would he go? Man, if I'm the Bears, I might take Marvin Harrison Jr. first up for a problem. <laughs> you know what? You'd be crazy not to, yeah. man. That's what Dane said, too, last week. I know yeah. he has the pedigree. He has the tape now. He's he made stud. some catches last year that were just absolutely incredible. He, he could sit out all next year, and they're not gonna, it's not going to be – nobody's going to hold that he, against he, him. No. The, what he did against Georgia, that whole myth about up north receivers or speed, yeah, yeah. Or like, no, he, he almost single-handedly beat them by yep. himself. Hey, Ryan, real quick before you go, I, I, I need to get a Bengals question in here. Bengals picking late in the first round. Obviously, they're in a position to just go best player available, certainly – I've heard a lot of talk about tight end. I thought Hayden Hurst did a pretty good job. I know he's a free agent, but I don't mind if they bring him back. But there are some really – I mean, if they brought in some young stud tight end to add to their offense already, that would be interesting. Clearly, offensive line, they still need guys for the future. What are you, what are you predicting for them in the late in the first round? Yeah, typically when they do these mock drafts, offensive line has been a target. Anton Harrison is, is a guy, uh, the left tackle out of Oklahoma, that, that I've, I've had going there occasionally, Broderick Jones out of Georgia. I've had teams tell me that, that Anton Harrison could secretly be one of the best offensive tackles in this class, so maybe he goes higher than that. But in terms of those tight ends, this tight end class is deep as well. And, you know, Michael Mayer is the guy. But we were the senior bowl, man, and there were teams talking about Luke Musgrave as being wide, uh, tight end one, excuse me. And I get it, but I'm like, Michael Mayer feels like, 
he checks a lot of the boxes. Luke Musgrave isn't going to block anyone, but typically you're not drafting a, a tight end in round one to block someone. Right. And, and a name that I love and, and, and is a lot of fun to watch and is just scratching the surface is Darnell Washington out of Georgia. Now, Brock Bowers is the dude at Georgia, right? But you watch Darnell Washington, 6'7", 265-ish. Uh, he might run in the 4'7", sub-4'7s next week. Um, he is a huge middle-of-the-field catch guy, red zone guy, and he blocks like he's an offensive lineman, so he gives you that added benefit. Ooh. And if you're the Bengals, you can use all the blockers you can take to help like Joe that. Burrow because that offensive line, while they've restocked there, continues to struggle in terms of keeping Joe Burrow upright. Yeah, they need help there. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan, Ryan. Hey, great stuff. Thank you very yeah. much. You can check out his podcast. He is the draft expert on CBS. Terrific stuff. And uh, if anything big happens from the draft combine uh, next week, it, we hope we can pick up the phone and call you because I know your eyes are going to be peeled. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Ryan. Ryan. Great, good really stuff. good job. Yeah, Thanks, yeah. really good job. Um, yeah, I, I, I think if you're Smith and Jigba, you've got to run. You know, he I, has, that's he has to that's run. all he's it is. Do he has to run. He got to show health, and he got to show that he's pretty fat. Because there is a couple what's of times he's hoping he to run. If you're him, like four 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 sub, sub four, 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 four four four. You you go ahead and get your he's suit ready because you four, 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 sure. he can run a four four. Well, Depending on technique. Well, it, it's all technique based because coming out, nobody thought that Tyvis Powell would run a four four. But <laughs> if you take your training, if you take your training serious like Tyvis Powell did, never miss a day. You know, always show up and be ready with Sniffle a positive attitude. Did you go to Arizona? No, I, I went to Pens Exos in Pensacola. All right, Florida. shout out to them. Yeah, hey, you know what was always stuffed in the cabinets at Exos Pensacola. I do. Built bars. Built yep. bars. That is what made Tyvis Powell the elite athlete. He was a four nine before he, he started was, eating built bars. But he still is. He still eats built bars every day. He I sure do. He comes in here, houses one before he sits down Come for the on, show. Man. And Tyvis, even with his NFL money, uses promo code LOCKDOWN15 for 15% off at built.com. They are delicious, nutritious, and the official power bar of Tyvis Powell. Sean Kuta in, uh, in the chat says, he loves the Bengals coverage. <laughs> That's a good one, Sean. <laughs> All right, uh, we've got a couple minutes before we really, bring in. Well, we got to really get offended by one question. Let's bring him in. We'll do the thing after. <laughs> 